0: As you watch this teaching, I would like to ask you to please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it. Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner,
1: and we have been waiting for you. And tonight, the we is just three of us because Paul Renner couldn't be with us tonight or next week either. So it's me, Denise, and Joel Renner. Hey, guys.
2: Hi, Rick. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited you're with us.
0: Well, tonight we're going to talk about the will of God. Okay, let's do it. And I think it's going to be a good time. Okay. But first, I wanted to ask if you guys would comment in the comment section. We want to hear what you have to think about this. And if you would like it so more people will get to watch this video, it would be wonderful. Can I say something first, Joel? Of course.
1: You, You told me we were going to be speaking on the will of God, so I brought this study guide. This is a study guide to a series I did called the will of God, the key to your success. And you can get the whole series on our website, renner.org. But the study guide is amazing. If you can't tell by yet, I love the study guides. I really write these study guides and my team edits them. But this, look at this. It is page after page after page after page after page. It's really like Sunday school material for charismatic people, for spirit-filled people. This is such a great thing for you to have. It's 15 parts, and it will really help you. Or maybe if you're studying with somebody else, what a great tool to use to help somebody else find the will of God for their life. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that to you.
0: You know, you also have a book.
1: Actually, the study guide came out of the book.
0: And added in this series, in this teaching, in this book, I really liked how you outlined, I believe it was six points. Just to, six points that if you follow you're probably on track with the will of God.
1: Yeah, there are signals to the will of God.
0: And if you have two, yellow light. If you have one, you know you're you only answering one question, red light. If you have three or four answers, green light. I mean, it was really practical. And um, I, Thank you. I really enjoyed that. Thank you, Joel.
2: And, and when I read this book, it was so encouraging to me because it was like, well, Lord, I, I, this encourages me because I, I am in your will. I am in your will. So I would encourage you to get this book because it's going to open up your mind, open up your heart to really even hear more from God. Because there's nobody that wants to communicate his will for our life more than the Holy Spirit. And so when we study, we open our heart, It gives the Holy Spirit opportunity to talk to us.
0: Joel, that's right. Well, Mom, would you start us off with prayer?
2: I would love to. Father, we are so thankful to be together tonight Mm -hmm. and to be with our home group.
1: Yes, Jesus.
2: Lord, you said that wherever two of us are gathered together in your name, there you are in the midst of us. Amen. And we acknowledge your presence with us right now.
1: Right now, Father. Right now. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: That is wonderful. Well, we have a few questions. Okay. About the will of God. Okay, Joel. These questions were sent by you. And if you would comment and like this video, that'd be wonderful. We want to hear what you have to say about it. And please ask other people to join home group with us. Mm -hmm. We want our family to grow. So question number one is from Carol. Okay. How can I know for 100% the will of God for my life?
1: 100% the will of God for your life. Well, Maybe I could kind of find my way to that answer. Is that okay? Of course. There are some things that we know absolutely are the will of God. You don't even have to pray about it. Anything in the Bible is the will of God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Those are non-negotiable things. If the Bible tells you to do it, you're supposed to do it. You don't even have to pray about it. For example, you don't have to pray about whether you should witness. The Bible says you're supposed to witness. You don't have to pray about whether you're supposed to give your tithe and your offering. The Bible tells you you're supposed to give your tithe and your offering. You don't need to pray about whether you're supposed to go to church. The Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. So the Bible is very clear on many, 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 many subjects. And in fact, where it's not really explicitly clear, it is clear in principle. You really can find an answer for most things in the Bible. Isn't the Bible wonderful?
0: Oh, it's wonderful. It is
1: wonderful. We need a revival of the Bible. That's what we're praying for in our ministry. We're really praying and believing for a revival of the Bible in the Word of God in people's lives. That's why I keep saying where the Word of a king is, there is power. God's Word will release its power in you if you'll embrace it, believe it, and do it. But the will of God. So the majority of what we need to know, really, it's in the Bible. And what I find is that people are waiting for the will of God way out here, to come to them when really it's right here. Mm. The majority of what you need to know is right here. But people don't know the will of God because they don't open their Bibles. But when you get in the Bible, the will of God begins to be clear to you. And if you read the Bible verse by verse, well, verse by verse, you will find the will of God. It will just unfold to you one verse after another. You will find it. It will be there for you. Now, there are some things that the Bible's not going to tell you. It's not going to tell you who to marry. The Bible's not going to tell you what car to buy. The Bible's not going to tell you what job to take. The Bible's not going to tell you what house to buy. But the Bible does tell you not to be in debt, not to go over your head. The Bible does tell you not to marry an unbeliever. So there are many things on those subjects the Bible does tell you, but the rest of it you have to figure out on your own. And the good news is the Holy Spirit is our guide.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: He was sent to be our guide. And if we'll listen to the Holy Spirit, He'll lead us. In fact, this marvelous verse in John chapter 16, verse 13, Jesus said that when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will do what? Guide you. That word guide is the Greek word odega. The word odega is from the word hodas. The word hodas is for a road. But when the word hodas becomes hodega, it is a road guide, which means the Holy Spirit is your GPS system. He knows every road. He knows where there's traffic. He knows where there's been an accident. He knows how to reroute if you've gotten off off track. If you will listen to the Holy Spirit, he will lead you. He will direct you. And you really have to listen to him because he doesn't scream. In fact, we're told in Romans 8, verse 14, that we are led by the Spirit of God. That word led really means it's like the Holy Spirit tugs on our heart. He tugs on our heart. Sometimes His leading is just a small tug. It's a tender touch because the Holy Spirit really is very gentle. Anyway, the Holy Spirit's our guide. And if you'll listen to Him and if you will listen to those who have spiritual authority in your life, it's very important because those who have spiritual authority in your life probably know you. They may know you better than anybody else. And you need to listen to them because they will give godly counsel to you. I do that personally. I have a group of people that I speak to, especially when I don't know what to do about something, I turn to them for counsel. And the Bible says that there is safety in counsel. And I have found that by seeking the counsel of wise godly people, I found myself nestled in the will of God in a safe place. So I hope that helps. Denise?
2: Well, Rick, in that scripture, John chapter 16, that you just talked about, this is so comforting to me because the Holy Spirit is going to tell you, oh, he's, he's listening to Jesus. It, Jesus will tell the Holy Spirit what to tell you. So when you hear from the Holy Spirit, you're hearing from the will of God. You're hearing from Jesus exactly what he wants you to do. And and I was thinking about this uh, the other day. And I was thinking, you know, okay, so I've never seen Jesus, but but we have the gospel. So it's kind of easy to, at least a little bit easier to think about what he looked like or what he did or something that more, a little more tangible, but the Holy Spirit we've never seen him we've ne- i've never seen him maybe you've never seen him but when we hear from him we are hearing from jesus amen and that gives me so much confidence and also it actually shows you the heart of jesus for your life Because he's not going to lead you astray. He's not going to lead you into something bad. He's only going to lead you into truth. He's only going to lead you into good.
1: And do you know what else this verse says? It says, it's John chapter 16, verse 13. The end of the verse says, and he will show you things to come. Mm -hmm. Some people say, well, that means he's going to show you what the prophetic verses of the Bible mean. Well, that's true, but that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said he'll show you things to come. The Holy Spirit knows the future. He knows what's going to happen in the stock market. He knows what's going to happen on your vacation. He knows what's going to happen with your kids. The Holy Spirit will show you things to come. And he will sound the alarm if you're headed in the wrong direction. I remember many years ago when I wanted to take our family on vacation. You guys remember this very well. Oh, that
0: would have been so much fun.
1: We were so ready to go, and Denise's sister was going to join us. We were going to go to Sri Lanka. I know that sounds very exotic to you, but when you live in Moscow, everything's close. Sri Lanka is not far from us. Israel is only two and a half hours. Egypt is two and a half hours. Greece, Rome, it's all about two and a half hours. It's all close to us because of where we live, and you can get really cheap vacations from Moscow. So we were all going to Sri Lanka, and about two weeks before we were going to go, I begin to feel this tug in my heart just like I was telling you but you have to listen you can miss it but it was like a constriction in my spirit every time I thought about Sri Lanka I didn't hear the voice of God say don't go but I felt this discomfort inside me every time I thought about our family going to Sri Lanka we were going down to the southeast corner we were going to stay there for a few days Christmas break for our family and this constriction this pressure in my heart every time I thought about it became so severe that I finally just said you know what I don't know why but we're not supposed to go we're not supposed to go so I called the family together and I remember I told the boys I'm sorry to disappoint you but we can't go it's not about money it's not about time for some reason the Holy Spirit's giving me an alert that we are not to go there so a couple weeks passed and We stayed in Moscow. We had a great time as a family just at home. But we should have already been in Sri Lanka several days by this time. And one day we came home and turned on the news and bam, we saw the tsunami hit that part of the world. That tsunami killed nearly 300,000 people. And the southeast corner of Sri Lanka, exactly where we were supposed to be, was devastating. And in fact, the hotel we stayed in disappeared. Everyone who stayed there was lost at sea. And if we had gone there, our family would have been with everybody else in the bottom of the ocean. And the Holy Spirit showed me something to come. Don't go. It was like a constriction on the inside of me. And I really believe the Holy Spirit's telling us things all the time. I believe that when a tragedy's coming, if we're listening, We felt something before it happened. Maybe we missed it or we just dismissed it. I'll give you another example. One time, somebody came to my mind. Oh, they were so heavy on my mind. I thought, why am I thinking about him? I just dismissed it. But I, I, you know, one of these days I need to call him. Kept coming to him. It was the Holy Spirit speaking to me and I missed it. Well, guess what? He died. And he died in a way that could have been avoided. And if I had made a phone call to him, I really believe he would be alive today, and I missed the voice of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit was faithful. Mm -hmm. He was trying to speak to me, and I just kind of dismissed it thinking it was just me. It was the Holy Spirit. And so really pay attention to those things because often that is the Holy Spirit trying to lead us in very specific cases.
2: That happened to me a long, long, long time ago Rick, when um, I mean, I probably was in college and I got this thought about this guy that I went to high school with and I had this, I, this thought that he was going to die and that I should pray for him. Well, in my insecurity and my own faults and my own doubt of myself, I thought, what are my prayers going to do? to try to keep somebody from dying. And so I didn't reach out to him, I didn't do anything. And he died? Two weeks later, his obituary was in our paper in my hometown.
1: The Holy Spirit's faithful. He's just looking for somebody who will partner with him. He's looking for you. He wants you to partner with him. Anyway, be sensitive. If you've missed the leading of the Lord, ask for forgiveness. There's nothing you can do about the past, but there's sure something you can do about the future. Just learn to be sensitive. Pray in tongues. As you pray in tongues, it's like you put up your spiritual antenna. It helps you have better receptivity when you pray in the Spirit. Joel, what's the next question?
0: Mom, do you want to say anything
1: else?
2: Well, I want to say something about the will of God because we kind of want this, what's the will of God for my life? But really the will of God is in front of us every single day. It's making choices every single day. Mm -hmm. And as we make the right choices and we hear him and we obey well he's gonna open it up further mm-hmm. to what he wants us to do. And as you learn to obey him, you learn his voice more to be able to do not not just the little things, but to do something bigger. Mm-hmm. So well,
1: let me ask you guys a question. Who knows the will of God?
2: The Holy Spirit.
1: The Holy Spirit. So When you're born again, who comes into you? The Holy Spirit. Spirit. The Holy Spirit. I know we say invite Jesus into your heart, but Jesus does not come into our heart. The Holy Spirit does. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. It's the Holy Spirit who comes into our heart. It feels like Jesus comes. That's true. Because he talks about Jesus. But if the Holy Spirit is the one who knows the will of God, and if the Holy Spirit is the one who has the will of God, in fact, the Holy Spirit is even called the mind of God, then when He comes into us when we're saved, guess what? The will of God comes in us. Yeah. The will of God is not floating out here somewhere in the air. The will of God is in you. The day you call Jesus Lord and the Spirit of God comes into you in the new birth, the will of God is implanted in you when the Holy Spirit comes in you. It's already in you. Now, the problem is it's not in your head. It's in your spirit. But... Rome, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2 says that when we pray in tongues, we speak secrets. Mm-hmm. And when you begin to pray in the Spirit, you begin to release a lot of the things that are on the inside of you. And as you pray in tongues, you bring it up. I say praying in tongues is like dredging your spirit. It's dredging the mysteries of God. It's dredging those deep laid plans of God. And when you pray in tongues, you bring it up into your understanding. That's where you need it. It's already down in you, but you need it in your head where you understand it, where you can see it and can act on it. And when you pray in the spirit, you dredge your spirit and you pull the will of God up into your mind. And if you haven't been praying in tongues, you need to, And if you've never prayed in tongues and you don't know how to, call our office. We'll pray with you, and you'll receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What I'm telling you is powerful.
0: It will enlighten you. I remember whenever you collected us all together and you told us we're not going to go on vacation. And I remember we were fine with it. We trusted you. But when we saw why, it made me believe even more that the Holy Spirit will direct you. It was very good for us.
1: Well, we all all sat around the TV that day at our... Moscow wow. apartment in shock. Yes, and all of us were like, "Wow!" Actually, the boy said, "Dad, thanks for listening." <laughs> Jesus
2: saved our lives.
1: He did. He saved our
0: lives. Also, life. I want to say the Holy Spirit's not a poor communicator. No, I believe the Holy Spirit's speaking all the time to us. He is. We're we're the ones who have to listen. And I like the Bible verse where it says that the steps of righteous men are directed by the Lord, mm-hmm. which is about the will of God. What's the will of God for your life? Mm-hmm. Well, your steps are the will of God for your life. Mm-hmm. And so if we just stay righteous, I believe God will direct us.
1: You know, it's one reason why we need to have a time of quietness every day. It's, it's not because you're trying to be in some religious mm. pattern. Very often our lives are so busy with things to do, emails to answer, text messages, the news, what our spouse says, what we gotta do for our kids, we gotta get to the office, we have to do something at the church, that we don't make time to be quiet enough to hear. And a quiet time is really important. I start my day every day in quietness. I do. I go in the TV room, I shut the door, Denise goes to her chair behind the piano, she sits there, we don't bother each other. And those are our sanctified times where we really put our antenna up to see if there's anything special the Holy Spirit wants to say to us. It doesn't take a long time. For me, it doesn't take long at all. But just a few quiet minutes Boy, they are really powerful, and I want to encourage you to do that.
0: Daniel prayed many times in the Old Testament every day. He did. And so did David. They were putting their little intent up all the time.
1: Actually, David said, seven times a day, Lord, will I praise you. I mean, he literally seven times a day stopped to pause and to say, hey, is there anything that you're wanting to say to me? If David had to do that, I think we need to do it too.
0: Very powerful. Amen. Nancy's asking, can other people tell me the will of God?
1: Well, I think other people can help you find the will of God. I do. For example, if mom and I have to make a real tough decision, I'll, I'll talk to my team. My team is very wise. Now, ultimately, I have to be the one who says, this is what we're going to do. But a wise man seeks counsel. Mm-hmm a wise man seeks counsel and and I'm very I'm asking for counsel all the time I'm asking Denise for help I'm talking to you I'm talking to our team speaking to those men that I have in my life and I believe that you know those who love you if they really love you they're going to say you know Rick or whatever your name what's this person's name Nancy Nancy they're going to say, Nancy, you know, we, we just feel like that's a green light. You can do that. Well, it doesn't mean you have to do it. But the fact that nobody feels a caution will empower you to feel like you can go forward if you want to. And I think that they can't tell you the will of God. Well, they, there's some things they can tell you. They can tell you to go to church. They can tell you to die. They can tell you not to sin. Those are explicit in the Bible. But in those gray areas or unaddressed areas, they can help you kind of Find a comfortable space.
0: I remember a story from your guys' life. When you bought a home, or you were about to buy a home, in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you were pulled aside and asked if, if everything goes all right with your mind.
1: Actually, they wanted to know if I need to have my head examined. Let me tell you, it, well, made, it sent me a very clear message. Well,
2: and I was praying, Lord, please don't let those men let Rick do this. Uh, you, I was praying that.
1: Well, I really say that was a case where I was young, I really wanted to do something. And sometimes when you really want to do something, you can convince yourself that it's the will of God. Mm. But if you have people who love you, they'll look at you and say, "Do you need to have your head examined? What in the world are you thinking?" And boy, I was really I was
0: thankful for that. It woke me up. Well, I think that's a good. Thank you for that illustration. Well, George. my point is I think some people can tell you what is not the will of God. That's good. And those people helped you know what was not the will of God for your life. Thank you for saying that. That's very good. I wasn't trying to like humiliate you or anything. But that's
1: a very good point because they can't always tell you what is the will of God. But sometimes people can tell you what is not the will of God.
0: And that's also helpful. That's very helpful. Uh, Gary is asking, I haven't been in good relationship with God, but life has served me a curveball. I need God's plan. Will God help me?
1: Well, Gary, first of all, you might have that curveball because you've kind of been out of sorts with God. Repent for that to begin with. I don't know why you've been out of sorts with the Lord, but I'll tell you one thing, one prayer of repentance and bam, you're back in fellowship with the Lord. Mm. It's that fast. You're already brothered to Jesus through the blood. Just confess it, get back in right relationship. And yes, you can know the will of God for your life. You know a great place for you to begin Read your Bible and read that book called The Will of God, The Key to Your Success. Get something that will help you to get back on track.
0: That's right. Mom, you have anything to add?
2: Well, I just agree with what, what Rick said, that repentance and an open heart. When you repent and you open your heart to God, you open your heart to heaven And you open your heart to the possibility of God speaking to you again and revealing things to you again. He's not trying to keep you away. He's done everything to draw you in so you know His will.
1: Oh, Gary, God has such a good plan for your life. It is marvelous beyond your
2: imagination.
1: And when you finally get in it, you're going to feel like you stepped into a full-color world. It's going to be so vivid and bright. It's going to be awesome. It doesn't mean you won't have resistance, because you will. You can get beyond all of that. But you'll feel like you have really awakened to what
0: it's all about. I know we've probably already answered this question. But John is asking, I'm in despair. Does God even have a plan for my life? He has a plan
1: for everybody. In fact, Ephesians, let me turn there. Ephesians chapter 1, listen to this. You're not an afterthought and you're not an afterthought. Mm. God was thinking of you all along. In Ephesians chapter one, verse four, the Bible says, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Wow. Mm-hmm. that what that word foundation is? Kataboles. It means the hurling down of the earth's first layers. Before God ever began to hurl into place the first layers of the earth's crust He already had you he was preparing all of this for you and for us before he ever did the first act of creation he already saw you and listen to this chapter 2 ephesians 2 verse 10 says for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus unto what Good good works doesn't mean you have to do good works to be saved but we were predestined to walk in good works which god hath ordained that we should walk in them God preordained what we were going to do with our life. Nothing is a mistake. God has a marvelous plan for you. Of course He does. Of course He does. There's nobody else like you. God has something very unique for you, and God has a plan for you. Amen.
0: It's wonderful. Anne is asking, why did Gideon test God to make sure the plan he received was from God? well that's a very
1: good question many people on the basis of gideon do what they call fleecing the lord they say i'm going to fleece the lord
0: i know what this is like if that stoplight doesn't turn red then god's talking to me exactly that's 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 fleecing. if a bird flies in front of my window right now then that was god is that what that means fleecing god that that's really what a fleece is if the rooster crows at three o'clock in the afternoon (laughs) <laughs> those kind of examples,
1: right? And and people really do pray those kind of prayers. And if you have, we're not laughing at you. But think about how I, I have.
2: Well, I've prayed that kind of prayer when I feel like God wants me to do something. I said, "Okay, God, I know that when my heart starts beating really hard, that that means I'm supposed to go up there and do that." I mean, I I, I just need a little bit of a, a little bit of a push. Well, actually, to go that, forward.
1: that's pretty low level leading. Well, I was... Actually, no, let me say something. That's really... That's well, all, you
2: think a bird flying across you at 3 o'clock? I think all of it's bad.
1: <laughs> it is. It <laughs> all is. All bad.
0: It is. God does not want to lead us that way. Uh,
1: when you come to Acts, uh, Acts chapter 1, they all come together and they need to choose a new apostle because Judas has hung himself. They are so out of touch with being led by the Holy Spirit that they threw dice to see who should be the next apostle. Well, really, when you fleece the Lord like that, it's kind of like throwing dice. Just imagine if we came in this room tonight and said, "Well, let's see, what should we talk about tonight?" Well, let's throw the dice. Let's see if we get if they all if we, if we get a Yahtzee, if we get all one number, then we'll talk about the will of God. If we don't, then we'll talk about spiritual warfare. That would be pretty bad leading, wouldn't it? Well, when you fleece the Lord, Lord, give me a sign. Well. You know, sometimes God will come down to that level and lead us. That's not the best level. The best level is to be led by the Bible, to be led by common sense, to be led by people who speak in your life who will give you a yes or a red light, or just to be led by the voice of the Holy Spirit in your heart. After they were filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2, they never cast the dice again. They never did that again because they moved into a new level where they could be led by the Holy Spirit? It's a good question.
0: I remember whenever, I, when I was younger, I was, uh, I doubted my salvation. So every Sunday when they would have any service, when there would be a call for salvation, I would be like, if that, if they sing one more song, I know I need to go up and get saved. But I got over that, don't worry. But I think that this is a very real, real question people ask. It's a good question. And God does not want to lead you with, with these strange signs. He's mm-hmm. very clear. Especially in His Word. Sandra's asking, will God's plan ever contradict the Bible?
1: Never. Never. God will never contradict His Word. Never, never, never. I believe that. For, okay, can I give you an example? Sometimes people say, I'm not trying to step on toes, but I'm just going to, you know, people can talk themselves into anything. Mm -hmm. They say, well, I'm just so unhappy in my marriage, but there's somebody at the office I really like, and I know that God wants me to be happy, and I think that God is leading me out of this marriage, and God wants me to be happier in another marriage with this person. Well, that's called adultery. Um, the Bible's very much against that. God will never lead you to do that. He just never will.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, if you've already done it, and you say, well, I think that's what I did, Well, don't undo what you've done. You can't undo what you've done. But you can sure say, you know what? We didn't do this right. We need to go before God and get this right and move on. But God's never going to lead you to do that. He just wouldn't. Or somebody who says, well, God is telling me I don't have to tithe. Well, that's very interesting. The Bible would never tell you that. God's not going to contradict his word. In fact, tithing in the Old Testament is called a sacrifice. It means sometimes it's hard to do it, but we're called to do it, and we are to be obedient to it,
0: Mm -hmm. okay? Cheryl is asking, do you always have to hear God's voice to know His plan?
1: No, I think we've answered that several times tonight. If you have the Bible, and you know, really when you get to know the Bible, there's a lot of things you don't have to pray about anymore.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Isn't that wonderful? Because you're so established in truth, you, 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 The mind of God becomes your mind.
2: Well, your, your mind is renewed by the Word of
1: God. Yeah. So when the Bible is in your brain, it becomes your guide. Um, we're told in Hebrews chapter 5 that when you're exercised by the Word of God, you're able to discern things, sometimes really complicated things. You're able to discern them very easily. Because the Word of God's working in you, and when the Word of God coupled with the Holy Spirit's working in you, you really have a sharper mind. You're able to see things. You're able to perceive things. It's amazing.
2: And when your mind is renewed, it's easier for your will to agree with the will of God that's in your heart already. Like, oh, I already know that. I've already experienced that. this is the right way for me. God's word says this. Okay, this is the way I'm going. Mm -hmm. And then if you make your decisions like that, you have real direction. Mm, It's not like, you know, a shot in the dark. It's like line upon line, precept upon precept. This is the way that I'm going. And the Holy Spirit, he's so powerful that he's given us that ability to renew our mind. To think like him. That's powerful.
0: It is. It's very powerful. Patricia is asking, is it God's will for me to be sick? Never. It's that simple. Never. 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 Not at any case, at any time, ever. Ever. Never. Never. I believe that. No, never. It's God's will for us to be healed.
1: It's God's will for you to figure out why you're sick.
2: And sickness is a thief.
1: We are healed. We are the healed of the Lord. And if you're sick, it's because the devil's trying to invade your territory. You never, ever embrace sickness. Never. You drive it out with faith. You drive it out with authority. You drive it out with the doctor. You drive it out with medication. Do whatever you have to do. Get it out of your life. That's a thief. That's why you go to the doctor. You know you're not supposed to be sick.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Otherwise, you wouldn't go to the doctor. You go to the doctor to get help. Because you know you're not supposed to feel like this. No, you're not supposed to be sick. Never. If you're sick and you need somebody to pray with you, call us. We'll pray with you. We would love to pray with you. This is the
0: last question. Okay. Justin is asking, God told me to marry a person but hasn't spoken to that person yet. What do I do?
1: Well, I would think don't wait for that person. That's, just stay busy. Denise, how would you answer that question?
2: So you're depending on God to talk to that person and they ha- God hadn't talked to that person yet?
1: He's received a revelation. So it's a woman and God has told her that Justin is her husband? No,
0: Justin's realized I'm supposed to marry that lady. Oh, well then he needs to take action.
2: Yeah, he should pursue her. He but, got, he's not going to know anything if he doesn't pursue her.
1: But, Lord, we're so grateful. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak the life of God to every member of our home group family tonight and the will of God. Get in your Bible. Read your Bible. Your brain will come abuzz with the Word of God. Pray in tongues. Dredge your spirit. Pull the will of God from your spirit up into your head. And with the Word of God and the work of the Holy Spirit, you'll begin to perceive, you'll begin to know what God wants to do in you
0: amen if that teaching helped you would you please subscribe like and comment so more people can see it